Welcome to Kingdom Life Church, Stellenbosch. May this life-giving word activate your faith today. But we are actually still busy with our series called DNA, who we are as a church. Now, we've been speaking about this for a while, and the sermon series is all about what is our values as a church. And if you don't know the values, you don't know what you're a part of. Am I right? And I know that every value that's here on the wall does actually mean something. It's not just for, for uh, decorating purposes. That's also why. But, but Habakkuk says, write the vision on the wall so that you can run with it. And that's why I had this. It's like I want to put our values on the wall so that we see that. And on a weekly basis that we know what us as a church stand for. Now, God gave us a scripture, and I'm going to run through it very quickly. For those of you who've heard this for four times, you're going to hear it the fifth time, because that's how something sticks in your heart. Now, God gave us two years ago, gave us a scripture, John 1, 4 to 5, that says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it, did not understand it. And God spoke to me very clearly, and he said, Henny, I want this church to be the light uh, to be life for this town, to shine the light that I'm giving, and to ignite something in the believers. That's so true and so important. And, and this was the three pillar, pillars that God gave me, life, light, ignite. And out of the three pillars, God gave us six values. And out of the, the value of life, when life comes, it activates authority, identity in us. It brings, it brings um, um Oh my goodness, let me just read it. <laughs> it brings transformation based on His grace and love. It brings something, life, when you share life with someone. Then light, two values out of light was empower and build. And it says the following, to empower the saints to reach the lost and to take risk to reach. Why? Because we are called to reach the next generation, called to reach people around us with the good news. Not stand in a street corner and shout, but to live your life and that your life will be a, a, um, a, a gospel message. And then to build a compassion culture that touches a town, a nation, and the world. And that's out of that value that our ministry called Waymakers were born. That, that, that the ministry touches the town with compassion. That's like, an, an, uh, I, I preached about that two weeks ago, how Jesus touched the leper when it was unheard of to do anything like that because there was compassion that he was filled with. Now, then we get ignite, and it's worship and equip, and it is the following, to ignite the change in the atmosphere of Stalemos through worship, and we'll speak more, more about that today, and then equip others to grow in a relationship with God. How do you do that? You disciple people, and then you release them to minister as they grow and as they disciple others, and we'll speak about that, more about that next week. What is it all about? To, um, what is how do we equip others and be equipped ourselves? But today we're going to look at worship. And we're going to look at something different that you probably haven't heard before. And, and I, want to, I want you to bear with me because there's going to be some scientific things that I'm going to share today. Because I want to build a foundation for what Salome, and I'm going to speak a little bit next week as well, but what Salome is going to give us next week. Because if you really understand this value, your life will change. Your life will will change and I've seen that in my life through moments of worship that God touched me deeper than any moment that anyone had prayed for me ever because there is so much power in worship and it truly 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 shifts atmospheres now 
if you take a boxes of matches, and if you look at the word ignite, if you take a boxes of matches, there's two very important things in that little box. You get a match, and you get the box. And both of these two things have very significant, what do you, how do you call it, very significant um, potential to cause fire. Both of them. But on its own, a little match can do nothing. You can strike it everywhere until you find a surface like the little box have to strike it, and it ignites something, and there's fire. And God has given us all as Christian potential to be on fire for Him, but we need things in our lives that ignite that. And worship is one of those things. It ignites uh, something in you to grow and to find more deepness in your relationship with God. Now, we believe that there's two or three specific things in our church that ignites the passion and your connection with God, which worship is one, prayer is the other. And the third one is to equip people to grow in their relationship with God. It's very important. And I remember in the discipleship moments that I had with men sitting in my life, discipling me, teaching me the scriptures, answering the stupid questions that I had, that ignite something in me that had his fire burning higher and bigger and greater in my life. Something ignited every time I sat with the guy who discipled me and I was on fire for him. I could, man, now I want to pray. Every time I went to a prayer meeting and somebody teach me how to pray, man, I was on fire to pray. And every time I'm in a worship set where you can experience God's presence, worship just changes your perspective on your intimacy and your relationship with God. And I'm speaking to someone here this morning. Now God spoke to us when we planted this church, actually to Salome, one morning when God gave me the John scripture and God gave me the Isaiah 60 scripture that actually Mana is, is, uh, is exhibiting there at the back. Go and read that. God gave us also Isaiah 60 that says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And that was one of the scriptures also that God has given us for this church. Um, apart from John 1. But God spoke to Salome one morning and said that through worship, us as a church will shift the atmosphere in Stalamosh. And therefore we started praying about that word and we realized that God has called us as a church to shift atmospheres through worship. And I can honestly tell you through the last two years, the most challenging thing for us, for, worship, for, for this church, was worship. Because we know that there is a calling, a divine calling for us to press through. And although it's just Salome, I know there's growing and God gave us a drum set through, through Sorrel and Machta. And I know, I know they don't want me to say that. Sorry, I already did. <laughs> but uh, their, their son blessed us with a drum set and there's been blessings coming in. Why? Because there's a calling for a sound that will go out from our church. And I know that that's why it's so important for us to not speak one week about this, but two weeks. And I know it was, it was coincidentally that I had to preach on this today and quickly find something and go and pray about some stuff before Salome shares next week. But I think it's very prophetically because this is such an important value in our church. Now, my topic for my sermon today, do I have it on here, is to ignite the sound of heaven. Do you know that there's a sound of heaven around us? We don't really realize that all of our lives. We go through life and you go through the rush, and the, the, the rush of life and you don't realize that there is a sound of heaven. Now sound 
is amazing. And the world around us is full of sound. Have you noticed? It's amazing when I drive or I take my bike into Yonkersuk way in the back. And I, I love getting there way up in the mountain, way at the back. There's no one near. And I just stop and I sit and I listen. And I listen to the quiet. Just the quiet. I can only hear the the there at the bottom. And, but it's so amazing that I hear. I'm so used to sounds in my life. We are so uh, surrounded by sound in our lives that we know not, not always realize what's the impact of that around us. Now, see, if you walk around the street and you go to a busy carnival, the, the sounds of every stall, of every game, of every fun ride echoes into the night air. Sound has a different, uh, a powerful effect on us. See, everything that exists has a unique sound. Everything. Think about it. It's got a unique sound of it. Animals have a unique sound. They do. Some dogs have a very irritating, unique sound. <laughs> but we still love them because they are so amazing. We, we, everything, all your stuff in your kitchen have a unique sound. If you go and clang and bang on it. But we use, we use sound to carry over information. Do you know that? We use sound to communicate to each other. Otherwise, if I'm, I'm not able to use sound, you won't be able to hear what I'm saying today. Now, sound cannot be heard, only be heard. It can also be felt. Now, it's actually proven. They've, they've, they've taken people who were born deaf, deaf, not death, deaf, and they put them in front of a massive speaker and the beat and the, 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 the feeling of the music that comes up, they can actually feel the music and they can dance to it. It's quite amazing. We can't only hear sound, we can also feel it. Now, how many of you have heard someone say the following? Man, I just resonate with that sound. Have you heard that before? I just resonate with that, with that idea. I just resonate with that event or that thing I just resonate what you just said there. Does it sound familiar? Now the word resonate means the following. It means to produce or be filled with a deep reverberating sound. But it also says to expand or amplify the sound of something. To resonate that. Now there's something very powerful about sound. And I want to speak about that today because the Bible proves it. It's very powerful. In John 1 verse 3. Now bear with me, I'm going to build a bit of foundation and I'm going to show you the power of sound through science and through the Word today. Yes, I'm going to speak about science a bit today. But bear with me and I know you're going to be blessed. One John, John 1 verse 3 says, Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. It's quite a tongue twister. Now it's easy. It, it says all things on earth were, were made by God. That includes the things that we can see and the things that we can't see. That's quite straightforward. Listen to what 1 Colossians, Colossians 1 verse 16, 17 says. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. Then he says, all things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things consist. It's so amazing. Now it says the same as one, John 1, 3, but, but specifically it says visible and invisible things God made for Himself. Now, what the Scripture says is that God created everything we can see around us, 
And it's very important to know that God created everything we can see, but He also created things that we can't actually see. Now, what is that? Something like gravity. We all know gravity so well. Oh, gravity, our friend. <laughs> gravity is un unseen. And if you don't believe in gravity, go for a run and get tired and see what you want to do. You want to go and sit down. Take a bike down the steepest hill you can take and see what gravity do does. It exists. It's an unseen thing that God has created. Now there's some, there is a bunch of scientific laws in the, in the natural that, that has a direct impact on us as humans. A, a bunch of it. Like light and dark. We can see it, but we can't feel it. But we know there's light and dark. It's a law. Sowing and reaping. We sow something and something comes up. It's a law of sowing and reaping. It's amazing. But there's also the law of sound. And I want to speak about that this morning. The law of sound. How powerful the sound is that we have in heaven, on earth, in you. Colossians 1.17, I just read it. It says, all things were created through him and for him. Through him and for him. Now bear with me. Everything wasn't just created by God, but it was created for God. For him. Now we need to realize that every unseen law we just talked about was also created for God's purpose. It was created for his purpose. There was a specific reason for everything God created on earth. Specific. Sometimes I realize, Lord, why did you create mosquitoes? I, don't, I can't fathom that one. Or flies. Goodness. I, that's probably going to be the first, like, Lord, why did you? Yeah. <laughs> to irritate you. <laughs> but see, we need to realize that every unseen law we just talked about was created for God's purpose. There's a specific reason for everything. Now, the sci scientific laws weren't made by Einstein or Darwin and whoever. It was created by God for a specific reason for us as a human race. Scientific laws. Now, now when we look at the law of sound, we see something very amazing. And I want to show you this this morning. Maybe some of you have heard videos like this. <laughs> it's quite amazing, isn't it? They took a steel plate... They put sand on it and place a speaker right underneath that steel plate and they, they stream sound through that plate. And as soon as the sound started streaming through that plate, the sound started moving matter. It started moving sound. It started moving sand. That's amazing, the power of sound, isn't it? It's amazing. I can play Captain's Spani Sailor and then young people will start dancing. <laughs> I can even do that. But with this in mind, I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question. Do you know what was the first sound on earth? Where did the sound, where did sound start? Now, you know me. I love asking questions. Maybe your answer would be the same as mine. The first obvious answer when God said, let there be light. Let there be light, right? But let's read, and I'll maybe prove something different to you this morning. In the beginning, Genesis 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Spirit of God. Now I don't know about how many of you had physics at school. I didn't. I hated it. I wasn't good at physics. I, I, 
I, I had uh, other kinder. Can't remember what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is it? Oh my goodness, geography. Thank you, Jesus, for not having physics. But there's a law of physics that says that I actually know this. It says, it says that one of the most well-known laws of physics says that the universe is in constant state of vibratory motion. The universe. Now, if I read those to some Christians, I mean, their hair goes up and says, Henny, I can't believe you're quoting that because that is the script. That is exactly the thing, the law that the evolutionists all the t- use all the time. That's what the thing that they are basing evolution on and doing this. And I said, I know. And you know what? The evolutionists are 100% right, but they still prove themselves wrong by being right. <laughs> and let me prove this to you. Genesis 1 says that the earth, was, the earth was without form and void. Okay, There was matter on earth. That's what we had. And when God spoke the first words, the Holy Spirit was already hovering over the deep, over the, the, the nothing. It was hovering. Now, the word they say, the Spirit of God was hovering. If you look at the word hovering, the root word in the Hebrew actually means to flutter, to flutter. Now, it's like a hummingbird. Okay, that's, that's exactly what it means. It fluttered. It was moving, it was floating, it was fluttering. Now, when the Holy Spirit fluttered over the waters, it created what? A vibration. I truly believe that. It created a vibration. Now stay with me. Stay with me. Do you know that matter consists out of molecules? And molecules consist out of atoms. Now did you know that the smallest part in the atom is a sound wave? It's a sound wave. And did you know that for a sound wave to form, something needs to vibrate? Are you with me? Something needs to vibrate. So, this is amazing. When the earth was without form, the Holy Spirit was fluttering over the earth, over the darkness of the earth, and the waters was causing, it was causing a vibration on earth, and the matter started moving, and then God says, let there be light. And something started forming. Now, when God said that first words of creation, He was announcing something His Spirit was already doing. It was already busy creating vibration on earth. Now, the most amazing thing about this is, and I want you to realize this, that sound and light vibrate to the same frequency. Isn't that amazing? Sound and light. The Holy Spirit was fluttering over the, 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 the darkness. Vibration started, and God says, well, that sounds good to me. Let there be light. And when the sound connected with the vibration, there was creation. There was creation. Now look at the quote from a very well-known scientific journal. <laughs> I can't believe I'm quoting scientific journals here this morning. But I want to prove something to you this morning. He says, nothing exists by the combination of force and movement, but everything generates a vibration and therefore a sound that is peculiar to it. I hope this is, I'm catching someone this morning. 
See, that day God released a sound on earth. That sound is still echoing today. Do you know that the, when God says, let there be light, His words are still creating today. That sound is still echoing through everything in life, through everything in earth, is echoing. Now if we look at a guitar, come on, we look at a guitar. It's amazing, it's a, it's a straightforward instrument, but it's so amazing, we all know it. But do we know what happens? It's got six strings and it's attached to a box. But when you pull one of those strings and release it, it vibrates a chord, which then makes a sound. But that vibration, that vibration of the chord, hits a soundboard inside the guitar box, which then resonates to the same frequency of the sound on the chord, which then amplifies the sound and makes it beautiful. That's a very quick, very quick illustration of what happens. But this is the amazing thing that also always hit me. Why are some guitars better than others? Because the soundboard inside is better. The better the soundboard, the better the quality of the sound. Isn't that amazing? You see, all of us, all of us sitting here this morning, everyone in, in the street, everyone on earth has a built-in soundboard in them, in their spirit, that can resonate the sound of heaven. All of us have a soundboard built inside of us that when the sound of heaven comes, we resonate with that. That's when you're born again Christian and there's a new Bethel song or Christian song and they sing and that, that thing just hits you and it starts ministering to you. Why? Because it resonates with the soundboard that God has given you on the inside. The better the soundboard, the better the sound. Now can you remember the definition of resonate? It is to amplify sound. When I resonate with sound, it amplified God's sound to people around me. It amplifies. See, we were created to resonate with the sound of God's creation. We are, we, we are born for that. We are born to worship God and sing and resonate the sound of heaven together. Or alone. Or wherever we are. See, there's a sound in heaven that when it hits our spirit, it resonates to the same frequency. And then our spirit amplifies that to the world. Am I speaking to someone here this morning? Yes. Am I losing you? You see, our whole being was made to resonate to the same frequency of recreation. Our whole being. Why? Because our being echoed and amplified God's glory in every sphere of, of existence. There is something inside of us that we are born with that echoes God, that reflects His goodness. But sound plays such an integral role and we don't even realize that. That sound was made for God, but for us as purpose for Him. That's why when we worship, we don't worship for ourselves. We worship to God. We resonate the sound of heaven back to Him. And we amplified God's goodness and His grace back to Him. That's why we can't just stand and worship and not get excited. Because worship is designed for us to bring something out of us. It is, it's designed to make us come alive and our spirit being activated while we're coming alive. 
See, our DNA vibrates to the sound of God, no matter what you are, who you are. You can be an atheist, a Buddhist, you can be as unbelieving as you can. You have a DNA of God inside of you that, that vibrates to the frequency of His glory. I don't care who you are. There's a seeking after God. There's a void, and that is a <laughs> that's why we vibrate to the frequency of His creation. I know this is a very new concept for so many of you, but if you go and think of it, that is who God is. God has used worship since the beginning till now. He's been using worship because sound has got a, a, a tremendous effect on creation. Tremendous effect. Now, let me illustrate something for you this morning. Let me ask Kieran. Can you clap your hands? No, no, go. Okay, great. So let's ask Kieran and Leander clap together. Are you ready? One, two, three, go. Okay, no, no, wait, Ben. Okay, now bend together with the three. Go, Ben. Okay, how does it sound for you guys? Okay, stop. Can we all clap together? One, two, three. Ah, okay. I feel like a... Huh? I'm not just doing to have some fun with you that as well, but listen to this. Matthew 18 verse 19. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you do what? Agree. Agree about anything that you ask for, it will be done for you and by my Father in heaven. And all you know that there is power in agreement. One guy can clap. Yeah, it's amazing. But if two clap, it's better. But if all of us agree together, it, it, it creates a different sound in heaven. It, it is just amazing. That's when there is agreement, there is unity, verb, um, vibe, um, how can I say, resonating the sound of heaven, power has been released. There is something different. When people unite to a specific purpose, powerful things happen. Do you remember the Tower of Babel? Listen to this. Genesis 11, but the Lord came down, looked at the city and the tower and the people were building. And he says, look, he said, sorry, the people are what? United. And they all speak the same language. There is agreement. And then he said, after this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Why? Because of agreement. Because of unity. That's why it's so important for us to understand our values, to understand our DNA, so that there will be agreement when we speak about compassion in this church, that we know that we are compassionate about the lost. We are compassionate about the down and out, because they, when there is agreement, we can do so much more. When there is agreement about man, tithing, about loving, about the presence of God, something is released in the heavens. Now the word agreement, the word agreement comes from the word harmony. It's almost like a, a, um, a, a catharsis. And it's so amazing when you hear two things come into harmony. Not the catharsis, but it's, it comes from the word harmony. Agreement comes from harmony. Now, I love it when two people come in harmony, especially when they sing. Isn't that amazing? When there's harmonious singing together. But when we, our hearts connect there is harmony as well. There's harmony. It's amazing. 
But the root word for agreement is the word symphony. Symphony. When I agree together, there is a symphony. See, when people or something are in agreement, they have the power to create a symphony together. That's the power of community. Isn't that amazing? When we are in agreement, we, we, we run with the same values, we believe God, we speak life. There is an agreement that brings a symphony to God. Now, it's amazing because nature actually proved this. And I thought about this video that I want to show you, and I thought, should I show it? Because it's quite a controversial video. But I thought, I'm going to show it to you, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to give you a different point. But look at this. Maybe you have seen this before. A guy called Jim Wilson took, sat on his backyard one day, and he heard all the crickets in the night, and he started recording some of them. And he made this video. And I'll say something after this. What you are hearing is a recording of crickets. There are two tracks. One is played at regular speed, and the other is a slowed down version. Crickets have a faster lifespan than humans do. Their sounds are slowed down to the equivalent of a human lifespan. What you are hearing are the crickets only. No instruments or voices are added. Listen. So, how many of you have heard this before? It's amazing, isn't it? Now, the unfortunate thing is, people went berserk when they watched this video. Because everybody wanted to go and record crickets and slow it down. And, and they realized that, oh, it's, it's not all true. And they came to a conclusion that Jim Wilson was right. But he was also wrong. He took recordings of all the different crickets in his backyard. He recorded it. He slowed it down. And then he took the sounds. He recorded it on his, on his uh, keyboard. And he started playing the sounds back. And it sounded like that. So it wasn't the crickets together that made the, the, the whole nice song. He was actually playing it. So they caught him out. But this is the amazing thing. All the sounds that you heard was the true sounds of crickets. And the thing is, although he played it back or not... All the crickets was in harmony towards worship, in worship towards God. Isn't that amazing? If the crickets can sing and harmonize and echo the, the, and resonate the sound of heaven, why not us, the creation of God's, uh, the, 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 almost say the, the, the tip of God's creation? Everything on earth is resonating to the sound of God. Everything on earth. Listen to the scripture. Psalm 19 verse 1 says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The animals, the, 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 the scriptures that says, If we don't praise God, the rocks will praise Him. And if you look at the, the, how God created the creation, how much the creation echoes the sound of God and creation. How much more us. How much more us when we worship, when we praise. That's why there needs to be breakthrough when we worship. 
See, when we reunite to the sound of God's goodness, guess what happens? We will see goodness. When we, when we unite to the sound of God's miraculous power, something is ignited in people's lives to want more of Him. See, it's time for us as a church, as a, as, as a, as a, a believing, well, as, a, as, a, as a faith, as believers to stand up and unite and resonate what God has given us the day when he said, let there be light. Let there be light. We need to start resonating to the sound of heaven. And when we start to resonate to the sound of heaven, we become instruments in God's hand. I mean, I want to be an instrument in God's hand. I don't know about you. Now, I know I can stand up here and speak to you, and I speak to so many people on a weekly basis and do this and that, but all of us carry the sound of heaven inside of us. All of us of you have a soundboard in your heart that resonates that sound that God comes and speaks to you. That, I mean, that's, that's prophetic. God speaks to you, and I resonate that sound of God, and, and I hear His voice, and I echo His voice. That's prophetic. When I stand up, when Sumeri stand up here and worship in Salome, they echo God's goodness through worship and we need to respond to that and if we don't respond to that we miss it you miss it that's why we put our hands in the air to and surrender that's why we clap our hands and we take we make noise so that we can um, resonate with the sound of heaven because there is power in that there's so much so many times where where i stood in worship I walked into church, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, and I really don't feel it. I feel like, man, I'm just tired, I'm not up for churches today, I had a long week of studies when I was a student, and I'm, let me just get through this church, I'm a cell leader, so let me just be here, you know, <laughs> have you ever felt like that? In that first worship song, when that worship hits me, and my spirit starts activating to the sound of heaven. And I can feel, wow, Lord, this is amazing. I mean, I can't help myself. Something starts changing inside me. I'm in it. I'm worshiping. I'm pressing Him. I'm praying. And when I'm finished with that worship, I mean, I want to go and minister to people. I want to pray. Why? Because there is some sound that was activated on the inside of me. When I have the worst of worst days, what do I do? I go to my car. I switch on a music CD, a worship CD, and I just start worshiping. Until I feel that the emotions get smaller than my God. That's why we have to praise Him and honor Him through worship so much time in our lives. I can't start praying in the morning without worship music. I don't know about you. <laughs> I need that. I need worship music in my life. I, I, sometimes when I prepare, I've got some soaking music at the back so that I can, so it can not set the mood, but also set the mood, yes. But it connects my soundboard to heaven. It's the same thing. Why do you think we pray in tongues? There's a sound that's been released when we pray in tongues. And I don't want to open a new can of worms or a new thing. But there is a sound that's been released when we pray. So the power has been released. Let me, let me end with this. You all remember the story of Jericho. The Israelites were coming up to this fortified city of Jericho. And God said to, to, um, to Joshua, this is what you need to do, because you're not going to be able to penetrate that walls. I want you to each day for seven days walk around the city once. But this is what you need to do. You're not allowed to say one word. 
You need to be quiet. Now, here they go. So they walk around the city. Walk around the city. Not allowed to say anything. Why? Because God knew by the third day we're walking around the city again. It's like, why am I walking around the city? Stupid, stupid city. Lord, can you just break? Why? Because they would start murmuring and then they would miss God's glory. They would miss the power. But then by day seven, they said, now you put the worship team in front and they would worship and praise and you would walk seven times around the city. But by the seventh time, with only worship team playing, you shout. Now I can believe when two million people walk around a city, don't you feel there will be a bit of a vibration going? Don't you feel that there will be something happening? If I'm in that city, I would be scared. The two million people plus walking around my city, not saying anything. They're just walking. By seventh day, they're walking seven times around with the worship team praising God. And when they shout, that walls come, came down. There was a mighty miracle. Why? Because there was one accord. They were in agreement. There was a symphony. There was harmony in sound. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? You see, sometimes we come into a situation and it feels like you're walking around that city and you're walking around that challenge of yours and by day two you're moaning and murmuring and, and, and speaking negative about everything in your life and what you're doing, you're just, you're just pushing further the miracle God wants to do. Instead of speaking life, and I speak life, and I speak life, and then suddenly I shout life. And when there's sound that resonates with my soundboard, they, it, I, I resonate and echo heaven. And that's why a miracle happens. You see, Jericho was a mighty miracle, but there was two very distinct things. They were quiet until they released that sound of heaven. They released that sound of heaven. And when they released that sound of heaven, there was a mighty miracle. Mighty miracle. They resonated with the power and the sound of God. And what did they do? They saw miracles. They saw miracles. Now I want to invite you to stand with me. And I'm going to ask Sumri to play for us a bit. And I hope this makes sense. And, and if, 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 if some of, most of this went over your head this morning, I want to encourage you to go and listen to it again. Go listen to it again. If you're still not getting it, then I'll send my notes to you so that you can read through it. And that you can see that there is power in sound. There is something we need to resonate with to amplify the sound of God on this earth. When I walk into a meeting and everybody is speaking negative about COVID-19, about the economy, about the petrol price has gone up again, then I not, I'm not resonating with that. Sorry. What I do is I say, you know what? I know everything is bad. But let's quickly speak life over this. Because I want to echo a different sound. I speak. I want to echo a different voice when I speak. I, I know that there's a sound of heaven when God says, let there be light that it is still creating today. That's how great God is. So I want to encourage you today as Sumeri plays, we're going to take two minutes and we just want to become quiet and say, Lord may your sound of heaven resonate from my soundboard may there be a frequency that I come in line with may sound and light vibrate to the same frequency today
every day. And I get more of you when I understand more of these things that you've created science to prove to us your greatness. Father, we thank you this morning for your goodness, for your greatness, for who you are. That if the crickets can harmonize and create a symphony towards God, how much more us. May the sound that we make and speak and pray and worship move things around us. And may we realize the power of our worship today. And may it never be the same in our lives. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. For more detail, visit www.klcstellenbosch.co.za.